Hey Medford Bites listeners, in today's episode, I talk with the owner of a barber shop in West Medford. Interestingly enough, the first black female business in West Medford was a hairdressing salon. Fausenia Booker was trained at Elizabeth Oliver Newton's West Medford Basement Salon before Fausenia and her close friend, Evelyn Tyner, saved up enough money to build and open their own shop in West Medford Square in 1957, calling it Fausenia's Beauty Shop. After Fausenia's passing in 2006, a short film was made about her and the other influential women of her time, titled A Legacy of Women and Hairdressing in West Medford. This information was gathered from Place, Race, and Memory, the West Medford Afro-American Remembrance Project. This book contains lots of other history of the West Medford neighborhood, and I picked up a copy at the public library. I had a really great time making today's episode, and I hope you enjoy the interview as well. All right, thanks so much for joining me today. I'm wondering if you could just introduce yourself with your name, pronouns, and a bit about yourself. Good morning. My name is Donald Morden. Um, People refer to me as he, him. Yeah, myself, I'm I'm a 39-year-old African-American male. Born in Boston, I'm from Somerville, and I'm a professional barber. Nice. And I'm a man of many trades as well, but barbering is my thing. That's my passion. Awesome. And we're sitting here in your shop today, so we might hear some of the, the noise of a barber shop in the yeah, background. So absolutely. Um, yeah. Live so, and live and direct. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so the fr- the question that I ask everybody on the podcast is just what their favorite place to eat is in Medford and what they like to eat there. Well, I could easily answer that one. Um, my spot is semolina. Mm. It's because they got a bomb bolognese. <laughs> the bolognese is amazing. And I could get a pretty good old-fashioned over there, and they mm. give me the big cube of ice. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just that one cube is all I need. Nice. So. Yeah, they were doing, like, um, takeaway cocktails during the pandemic. Which yeah, was nice. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I, I missed them during the pandemic, yeah, but, yeah. you know, every opportunity I get to go in there, I'm in there. Nice. Awesome. Um, so I was hoping you could talk a little bit about kind of what led you to be a professional barber and open this shop. Well, um, it, it, I love school, but I think it started in school, high school mm-hmm. more so. I showed up every day, but I didn't really like having like the authority figure telling me what to do. Mm-hmm. Still showed up because it was fun. You know, I like to learn. And then after I finished school, I got right into work. And I worked a couple of, I, I had some good jobs, but... It was the managerial part of it. I didn't like, like, yo, somebody telling me what to do <laughs> and stuff like that. And then I was at uh, Wits End with a job that I worked, and there was a shift that I didn't particularly like, which was a night shift. Mm. And I was bored, so I just started reading the book. And I read, Now, also was reading a magazine, and I just, in the back of the magazine is always a column of people that they're featuring. And I seen a column on a barber who made about, like, 200 grand. I'm like, barbers don't make that. <laughs> The next day, I just called the barber school, and it was on from there. I just enro- I knew nothing about cutting hair. I never wow. went to the barber shop because I had dreads, ah. long hair. I never I never utilized any services in the barber shop, mm-hmm. but I went to school to learn it. Yeah. I knew I, I said I told myself I knew a lot of people play sports from I play I knew people from sports from where I worked, and like the social aspect of that. I knew a lot of people. I said you know yeah. people are gonna mess with me. Yeah, that wasn't the case though <laughs> at first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what do you like about working in a bar- or owning a barbershop? What do you like about? I'm still learning. Um, 
it was easier to build the barbershop than it is to actually manage and run the mm. business because um, you know put to, I put together put together a pretty good team and then the hardest part is making sure that they're they can take care of their livelihood you know mm. that's like that's yeah. the hardest part every day so when I'm not in the business I'm working on the business sure. for them ultimately myself as well yeah you know? yeah so figuring out how to like support your staff it's like a big that feels like a big responsibility for any business owner. I don't want to I don't look at them as staff and I always tell people like I'm not hiring because mm. if I was hiring they'd be employees they're not employees of mine mm. they're their own boss yeah. you know they're, so, they're independent contractors self-employed yeah, yeah. so I like to refer to them I guess that would be their pronoun is that how you do it is that how it goes <laughs> right um, yeah it's it's uh, I had a purpose for this. I had, a, I actually had a goal. I, I actually, I didn't meet, I didn't meet that goal at the time that I had set for it, and I almost, I almost gave up mm. from this purpose and just moved on to something else. But there's a few, it was a few contributing factors that sparked the uh, fire to actually get this done. I didn't, I didn't, honestly, I didn't think I could. I knew I could do it. I just didn't know how yeah. when it took. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so what did you learn about that? Learn about the process? Yeah. That um, money goes fast. <laughs> right. If you have a budget to work with, if that's, if that's mm. not it. You're going to have you need more on the back yeah. end. Yeah. For every, and it, it, really, it literally, the, it takes money to make money. Mm-hmm. That phrase is, is literal. Yeah. Like everything costs money, but you have to do it in order to like move forward right. to opening your doors and keeping the business going. You know, yeah. right? So and then even in this process now, like like the thousand dollar amount, like the thousands are like hundreds yeah. now because you yeah. just you spending them so much. Yeah. And like the hundreds become like five tens and twenties. Yeah. yeah, you know. What what was pocket change is now like exactly. <laughs> it's like this is how much this costs. It's like. Wow. Yeah. Like literally this morning I just got an estimate for a frame for the sidewalk for the spring and summertime. Yeah. And it's a custom made frame. The, the, the estimate was about eight hundred and fifty dollars. Wow. I said for that thing? <laughs> I had to I had to I had to make a I'm gonna make a decision on it, but mm. you know, those are the things. That's like those boards that you those put are, like Yeah, but it's a custom A frame, you don't wanna go yeah. cheap, it doesn't yeah. get blown away. Yeah. Like when you're walking by, like that's the first thing you see, it's gonna catch your eye, you know? Sure. And then you're gonna be intrigued on why this is so beautiful and like you're going to want to come in yeah, stuff yeah. like that you know yeah well speaking of that can you talk about the name how you came up with the name for well this? I had this name um, I had this name a long time ago I'm pretty <laughs> I'm pretty creative mm. I give that to myself I saw I, Hannah got her name and stuff from yeah. you know just stuff like that yeah. Hannah's one of the barbers here yeah and um, so back in back in I bounced around a few shops when I first started and the game was very cutthroat and very ugly mm. and um I landed, I landed at a barbershop that made me feel like they, I was, I was part of something. I was part of a team, mm. and then we relied on each other to to, to grow and be progressive. Mm. And um, I never had some the barber name that I that I, I go by. I've had for years is Barocko Barber. Mm. And by the time when I was, and that happened in like 2009, I believe, when you know Barack Obama was. In politics, obviously, he was a politician. I think he was, you know, he put his foot in the presidential race. It could be 2009, 2010. And um, I wanted to, I wanted to come up with a design for my logo. Yeah. And um, 
I'm on Google, I'm on Google, I'm putting stuff together, and I was just searching presidential stuff, and um, so I guess the United States, the United States um, military armed forces, I want to say, if I'm, if I'm not saying it right, their logo is an anchor mm. with, I think, a serpent, a rope, it just, it just symbolizes all the, sure. so that was my original design, mm. but the, and then the commander-in-chief, the president is the commander-in-chief of the um, United States Armed Forces. Armed Forces. Yeah. So that's how I came up with the name Frontline of Fresh because my thing was the commander-in-chief of the Frontline of Fresh. Uh. And then one of my friends asked me, what is your logo going to be? What is like the mantra for the Frontline of Fresh? And I'm like, that's, I never knew what a, really a mantra was to attach to anything. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? A tailored experience. And then from that, I was like, you know what? A tailor. You go to a tailor to get a suit. When you get your suit made, you, you, come, you know, you're going to get a tie. And that's how you see the logo. If yeah. you look at the logo, it's a bow tie on one end, and it goes into the neck duster, which is the brush that we use to dust okay. you off. Mm. And then also, we are the front line of fresh. The front line of how you, how you, how you... How you look is how you feel and how you mm-hmm. dress. So yeah. we're on the front lines of that. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask you kind of what is your hope for your customers, how they feel when they come in here, how they feel when they leave. Right. It's about, first first and foremost, it's about being comfortable. Mm-hmm. And um, then the experience you get in the chair and then, you know, the shop, barbershop banter. And then when you leave, you're like, you know what? You already feel like, yeah, I'm going to come back. This is this yeah. is what we needed. You know? Yeah. You know, we remember your name. We remember your haircut. And you walk by, in this neighborhood, people walk by a lot. But, you know, they patron every business yeah. on this block. So yeah. you just say hi. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's definitely a different feel. I remember, like, coming in here versus going to, like, a salon. I think I came in the beginning of December. You guys were watching Home Alone. Yeah. And we just, like, just chatting. I remember having, like, a really nice conversation with yep. you guys. And, and, you, and you actually big this up. You big this up. Your, you posted your, the first picture on uh, Google. Oh. And that picture got a lot of traction. Oh, nice. Yeah, you picked this up big time. I appreciate yeah. you for that. Yeah. And um, the other the other feel that I wanted for this shop was people to come in and see that, walk by or come in and see that, that we have diversity in the yeah. barbershop. That's one thing that I wanted. That was, a, that was one of the main reasons, purposes of the barbershop. Yeah. Have yeah. Diversity Why shop. was that important to you? Just to get a different feel because I wanted to be all inclusive. Yeah. And I've been, I've, I've been in a barbershop with all males, and it's a male-dominated industry. And I've always said to myself that women can do this, too. You know, you just got to... Don't be intimidated, but you just got to put your foot in the dirt and just get after it. And yeah. I knew, I, I knew my, my vision for the shop was to have... Um, Hannah is a woman, mm-hmm. but she's a barber. She's not a woman barber. Like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't call her... I don't yeah. say she's a female barber. She's a barber. Yeah. You know, then there's myself, African American male. She's a Caucasian um, woman. Now I have a, another team member, Gyro. He's Hispanic descent. He's Dominican, and already's another Caucasian male. So it's like you come in, you're like, what's like the United Nations of barbers? Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to be able to see yourself kind of like reflected in the people that work here, and Absolutely. knowing that they're going to be cutting your hair, they understand something about you. Absolutely, that's yeah. not that adds like the conversation piece adds to the experience as well. Totally. It's like you know. Yeah, everybody has their own interests. Yeah. What she does, you hop into that. What he does, he's ba- his baseball sports is his thing. He's a father. She likes to ski. Oh, we yeah, talk yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah. You know, me, I'm just like, all right, I'm all in it. Yeah. And this guy over here likes to talk about his cars. So, you know. Yeah. I think we had a conversation about Catholic school and gay marriage when I 
as having my hair cut. And that's and that's but that's you, you should feel comfortable having a conversation because yeah. it's also it's also uh, an educational experience. Yeah. There's some things that I wouldn't even know. Okay. The things that you experience is like, all right, you know, I got I gained a new perspective on that. Even yeah. having hand to hair, I'm getting a new perspective. You yeah. know, because I wanted to her to represent, and she's representing the community that she's a part of, and that they're welcome to come in. Yeah. It's important. Big time. Yeah. It's business. Yeah. Well, I think it, you're like, it's like there's some sort of history playing out, too, a little bit here. Like, opening a shop in West Medford, you're a black business owner. This right. is, like, historically sort of a black neighborhood. Right. I, I'm learning that my, every time somebody comes in of, of color, I'm learning that. Uh, even even Caucasian people will tell me as well, like, past the tracks over here. Yeah. Is a, um, is a, it was a, was a, it's, it's still, this, there's still black families, wealthy black families, but it was predominantly black back mm. then, I believe. Um, I thought I was the first black business in this neighborhood. <laughs> I thought I was, yeah. and, you know, but I still take that. I'm, I, now that it means even more, I had no, I didn't know the history of this yeah. neighborhood. You know? I learned that I, well, I've been reading about West Medford history, and there's, there's like two women who were connected with like this beauty school in Boston, and then opened a beauty shop. It sounds like first in their home, and then. Opened a salon, right? Like, right. You know. There's there's a, there's actually a new there is a beauty salon. I, I want to say parallel to here. I want to say that side is still considered West Method on Boston Ave. Mm. Before you pass the fellow, it's a good friend of mine. She just opened a, a nice. um, uh, black. She's a, she's a black business owner as well. Kind of give a shameless plug, you know? Yeah, no, that's great. <laughs> but um, yeah, this yeah this 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 neighborhood. I, I never knew this neighborhood existed. Yeah, and I would come down here. As, I would come down here and just ride right past it. Yeah, yeah, nothing at all. But they're very welcoming, you know. There's, yeah. there's, there is, there is my neighbor. My neighbor here, he's Indian man. I got a buddy of mine on the corner who owns a tattoo shop. But yeah, bring. I guess you could say uh, this barbershop here is going to be bringing the flavor. Yeah, yeah. To the square. Yeah, you know, definitely. Um, is there anything else that you want folks in Medford to know about your business or? Um, everyone's welcome men, women, children service everybody you know you can come in if you want to just come in and say what's up um, give us a brief history of the neighborhood if you're a local you know even if you're not we're still going to learn where you're from get to know your name you know prioritize your fresh and protect (laughs) it as well you know you can come in here and and you can sit down and watch some of the movies we have on on the television and stuff like that you know but yeah there's, there's a, I believe um, this this was a gem. Huh. This place was a gem. I, I I never knew what to look for, but this was right under my nose. I almost let it go, but I'm glad I didn't. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But we're still a work in progress, and that's all. That's all I. Yeah. That's all I strive for us is to be a work in progress. You know. Yeah. As long as they're good, I'm fine. Yeah, that's great. You know. Yeah. I wake up in the morning. I'm wanting to be here. Mm. You know. That's. Yeah, a job doesn't feel like a job when that's the. You know, I don't. Yeah, I don't even. This doesn't feel like. <laughs> this doesn't feel like a job, and I and I say that not no disrespect like a regular job is because we don't clock in. Mm. You know, we don't clock in. We walk in. We sit down. We ask. We talk to one another. We ask each other what's up. Yeah. You walk by, we'll wave. You come in. You get your hair cut. Yeah. It's. That's great. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> just like a social common yeah. place. Yeah. You know. And you mentioned a background in sports, right? And I noticed some of your stuff on the wall. So oh, yeah. So I'm still learning as well. So the wall that I have back there is... I'm not a fan of those teams. <laughs> those are just 
stadiums, ballparks, and arenas that I've been to. There's a lot more. So everywhere I go, I start to collect either apparel, you know, fan towels and stuff, and I just frame them. Yeah. So then when people come in and be like, "Oh, what's that for?" Like stuff like that. I've been, I've been to, you know, I, I travel to neutral games around the country. I've been to San Francisco, got that ball. Everything you see here, but I am a I am a, a local sports fan. Ah. Bruins, Red Sox, Celtics, Patriots. You're gonna see that stuff too. But, you know, I'm trying to build my vinyl wall. Ah. I have one vinyl on the wall. I said I'm trying to build it. It's over there. Nice. And um, yeah. Yeah, it's a nice vibe in here. Thank you, thank you. I, I didn't I didn't know. I just I actually went. I just went. I went with my, I went with my flow. Hmm. It has a. Old school, which is the chairs. All the, all the chairs are from. Every chair has a story, but all the chairs are from the as the uh, 1960s and before, wow. 1960s, 1950s. Wow. So that's the old school part of it. The industrial feel would be the stations and the um, conduit piping for the electricity, yeah. and then the traditional and uh, new school would be us. Yeah. The flavor <laughs> on the window, the music that plays in here. Like you see the lights. They call those the Instagram lights, but. Oh yeah, the, yeah. They call it that, but it's, we need that, you know. <laughs> so when you come in, you're like, I guess people people in this neighborhood who um, knew what this place was before it was a print shop. They come in and they're like, they just stand in a doorway like dumbfounded. Mm. Wow. Yeah. This place used to be, no disrespect, a dump. Mm. And I'm like, man, I must have did something really good. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I'm still learning. Yeah. Well, and it seems like you know, I think like. Lots of people think about getting when they get their hair cut. It's like just a place to go to get their hair. Right? This sounds more like a social. You know, you come here, you chat, you get to know each other. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Like I'm, I'm, we're very good at remembering faces. Maybe you might need to hear your name once or twice, sure. but then we remember. Like when you pulled, when you when you stood outside, I'm like, oh, she's back. She's coming to get a haircut. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, oh, she's coming yeah. to get a haircut. But I didn't know you were you. Now I yeah. know who you are. So it's <laughs> yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. You know. Totally. Yeah, you never know who's sitting in the chair. You never know who's sitting in your chair. You never know who you're talking to. You never know. Like, that person right there could change your life yeah. for the rest of your life, you know? Totally. Rubbing elbows and shaking hands, you never know. Yeah. yeah. That's the beauty of it. It's know? a good way to remember how to show up every day, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And treat people, for sure. It, it really is. It really is. Like, but, yeah, this is, this is, this is uh, a third of the team. Nice. You know, we have Hannah the Barbaress. Mm-hmm. We have Gyro Cuts. King Artie is not here yet, and I'm Barack Obama. Barack. People laugh when they hear that, <laughs> you know. But yeah, and it's, it looks like you can book appointments through Instagram like, with the individual barbers. Yeah, yes, yes. I set up a platform for the team on Instagram, on Google, on Yelp, and Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, primarily for them, I removed myself from that platform. I have my own individual and I have my clientele, mm-hmm. but for them, with a general public. The general public, when they want to book a when they want to book a haircut and get service, they could pick a barber of their choice, a barber that was recommended to them, mm-hmm. a barber that they probably read reviews on on Google, and we also have now I I created QR codes mm. that people can just seamlessly in contact list they could just scan it and it'll take them right to the booking uh, URL, mm. and then they could go from there as well. It's all about the information. As long as you can process yeah. it, yeah, you yeah. can get it out there. And for folks who aren't familiar with the barbershop, what, what sort of services do you provide? Um, haircuts. Mm-hmm. Haircuts, uh, full-service haircuts and uh, facial hair trim, grooming, 
um, eyebrows, shaping, trimming, got children, mm. um, design work, maybe some oh, traditional head shaves, traditional face shaves that come with a hot towel, cold towel, nice. some like, you know, product, nice. stuff like that. Uh, what else we got going on? We just got beard, beard wash, scalp wash, hair wash. Nice. Yeah, nice. stuff like that, you know. Nice. And maybe some design work, depending on who wants to get a little uh, risky. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you want, you know yeah. stuff like that. And conversations, we provide that. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Awesome. It's pretty cool. It's yeah. like, this is actually pretty cool. I was actually looking forward to this with you. you know? Yeah, it's, re- it's really cool to hear about it. And, right. Yeah, I think there's a lot of spots like this in Medford that people don't like know too much about, so it's nice. Absolutely, absolutely. It. And you can say you actually been in here. Yeah. <laughs> you got serviced That's in a here. Great so. haircut from Hannah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> Shameless plug again. <laughs> here we go. Sure. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Is, is there anything else you want to make sure to mention? This was too fast. I think we should keep going. Yeah. Unless, <laughs> unless there's nothing else to talk about. That's pretty cool. See, I'm in the groove now. Yeah. You know? But um, there's more things to come. I want to do a lot of more. I want, this, I want us as a team to do things and throw things in the community to bring people out. Um, ideas. Mm. That we can bounce around community things, events like like kickball tournaments, mm. cornhole tournaments, even like softball. Like we have so many things around us that we can utilize. Yeah, you know, and stuff like that. And and the um, Medford Brewing is opening pretty soon, right down the street. And there's a couple like this deep cuts across the street, some new places that could be fun to like. The brewery is going to be very mm. exciting. That's yeah. going to bring an entire complexity of people. Mm. The, the, um, I believe they were supposed to be next door to me and my neighbors but uh-huh. from just the talkings and stuff like that they didn't fall through but they're still in West Memphis I'm looking yeah. forward to them so close you know, yeah. what's, what's better than come get a haircut on the weekend and go to the brewery right after that yeah you know yeah it's going to be pretty cool the traffic that this neighborhood's going to get the new faces the diversity mm-hmm. the culture yeah stuff like that yeah, yeah. you know and as a, you know, you've mentioned it, like inclusion a few times, and like as a black business owner, is there anything that you have like in terms of hopes for the city in general? Um, not specifically. You know, I would Medford. Well, the Greater Boston as a whole yeah. um, is pretty diverse. Um, of course, I would like to see more people who look like me have. And own businesses. Mm-hmm. The square would definitely could definitely use that. There's some spaces available that, yeah. you know, if, if you have if you have a if you have a, a, a dream or a goal, you could you could accomplish. You could, you could get it done. Yeah. To opening a business, you can. Yeah. Yeah. There's a few places in this neighborhood, yeah, that we could, you know, yeah. I could use I could use some new faces, yeah, and stuff like that, but. You mentioned the thing about like um, money and understanding that it was going to take more money than you thought to open a business. Are there right. is there any other advice you'd have for folks trying to open a a business? It's hard. <laughs> it's hard, but it's rewarding. Yeah. Like when you're able to actually um, live it out. Yeah. And be able to like just go through the motions and people and, and when people come to your business that you're doing something good they get they leave and they come back like like I tell them all the time a returning a returning client is the best compliment you can get mm. you know 
everybody, you know, Instagram is sensationalized. People are like, oh, we're getting these many likes. Like, That's cool, but they're not in the chair. Yeah, yeah. You can't cut likes. <laughs> you know, it's, but yeah. the returning client is the most, is the best compliment you can get. Mm. It doesn't matter who, it doesn't matter who likes it. A celebrity can like it, but I, I tell them, like, the locals and the, your clientele are your celebrity. There's, they're the celebrity in your chair. You got to make them feel yeah. that way, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of things. There's a lot of things that could you could that could be you could use to you know synonymous to other things. And it's like I try to tell them I'm I'm pretty quotes. I never. I, so the thing about quotes was like when people would say things. I just like yeah, you're just saying that until you live it out and you understand exactly mm. what they mean. You're like wow, like this is exactly what they meant. Mm. But when you know when someone's saying things, it's like okay, all right, buddy. But then. This is what they meant. Like, time yeah. is money thing. Yeah. That's a real thing. Like, you know, like I, and I tell them, efficiency is labor. Mm. And labor is margin. And that's time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You got if you, if you can get If you can do a quality cut and not rushing them out, but, in like, you know, I, it's detailed. A haircut, give them 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. If you can get them out in 40 minutes and still have a conversation, do some quality work, and then get your next appointment in on time, then... Yeah. Essentially, you're making it. You're making some pretty good money because yeah. our haircuts average uh, about, let's say, forty dollars. Mm-hmm. Now, that's to say you you're good with time and you're yeah. getting a client every hour. You're essentially making forty dollars an hour on the low end. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. I was joking when I got my haircut by hand. By hand, I was t- telling her that I used to get my haircut at Supercuts until it closed, and I think she said, "Good thing it closed." But the, but I feel like that you know that price isn't terrible. That's a all. great price, and it's at like all. for a much better experience. At all, no shade to Supercuts, but no, at all, at all. <laughs> I mean, our prices, our, the prices in barbershops aren't set on the client or customer's um, expectation of satisfaction. A lot of there's a lot of factors for us in there, which is livelihood, uh, material, supplies, tools. Mm-hmm. It's like our, our the price of our tools gone up like mm-hmm. clippers cost over a hundred trimmers cost over a hundred dollars mm-hmm. you know and you got to get supplies to make sure mm-hmm. that you know sanitation supplies especially now with you know um covid and everything and so you definitely got to disinfect your tools disinfect your chair mm-hmm. stuff like that so those things cost money yeah but people don't look at it like that it's like oh you went up on price like <laughs> that's cool you know the people who actually that's pretty cool that it's cool to go up on price too because yeah. that's that actually it tells you it tells you it tells you a lot of things and it tells people a lot of things it's like if you're coming for the quality then the price shouldn't matter if mm-hmm. you're coming for just because like alright it's convenient and this you're comfortable with this price and we go up and you don't show up it's cool it's yeah. okay to fire clients they'll fire you yeah. <laughs> they'll, yeah. go, they'll go to the next barber mm-hmm. who charges maybe $10 that's, that's cool though you know yeah. or, or $15 that's, yeah. that's fine well and you said that thing about feeling good about yourself and the way that you look and like that's an investment in that, right? The absolutely. Ten more dollars. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. You know, but the industry, the industry is the industry. I, I like to say that we're probably the most appreciated and undervalued, only because of the fact that people would try to like lowball us, like on the mm. price, like, oh, you guys are charging this much. Ah, I'll go down the street and get it for cheaper. So, all right, my man, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. You just created a space for somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. To come in, you know. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> what else is on the docket? Let's go. <laughs> Let's yeah. go. 
I like this thing, you know? Yeah, I mean, think we've, we've kind of been talking around it a little bit, but, like, um, just sort of, like, your identity as a black man, like, how has that come up for you in the work? Ask that one more time in a way that I could actually answer it better for yeah. you. Yeah. Um, I don't know, I think about, like, a barbershop. Right. And there's, like, you know, movies that have been made about what, you know, the barbershop is right, sort of, like... Right stereotype of a barbershop and so I guess I'm wondering if like your identity plays a role at all in sort of um you know the you're right you're right so so when you look at movies on on the screen TV screen and theaters it's more so like barbershop movies is is is, is uh, featuring predominantly African American barbers and I have Caucasian clients, and I like to I like to ask them questions that they're not uncomfortable. It's just that you know we, we're in the shop, we're gonna ask questions that you know. For us. And I always ask them like, okay, I'm a black man, um, you're a Caucasian man, but there's also barbers that are Caucasian as well. But do you, why do you feel more comfortable sitting in my chair? Yeah. Like, well, you guys, my guys will say, man, you guys, you guys just have a way with the clippers. Mm. You guys are attention to detail. Not saying other, the other, you know, barbers of other races aren't, nationalities aren't. It's just something. It's almost like, as, and I was explaining, to him, I was explaining to Jairo. People look at us like, and you see a black man in the street. You know what? He's most. He, he's like he's athletic. He runs fast. He could yeah. jump high. You know. But yeah. as a black barber, like, oh, he must know how to cut some hair. Mm. I've seen. I was in a barbershop where I was probably the third chair, and before me, from the front of the door to me, there was two other barbers, and they were um, Caucasian barbers, but they can cut. Mm. They can actually cut hair. And the black, a black person would come in and just walk right past them and come to me. Yeah. I'm like, hey, my man, how many you got? I'm like, I'm booked for the day, but my man, my guys over here can cut you. Yeah. And it's like, you know how to cut black hair? They're like, dude, they're barbers. Yeah. <laughs> they're barbers, yeah. you know? But... Yeah. Is that part of the training for all barbers, sort of cutting all types of hair? Well, you, that training you get in the real world. Mm. In school, in the barber school, to be honest with you, they don't really teach you anything. Mm. They teach you how to, they, you know, you, you pay a good amount of money. It costs yeah. some good money to go yeah. to barber school. You do, you, you do your hours. Well, the state, you got to do a thousand hours. That's why there's barber schools. Yeah. And then it's going to cost for you to go to school to get that, to, to, to do your hours and do an exam and you still got to take a state exam you don't learn how to cut different types of hair in a barber, a barber school unless you're cutting each other the mm-hmm. students mm-hmm. and at that even in that students that are in barber school don't actually have the skills they're learning the skills they don't have them already yeah you know and um, you get that you get that training in the real world mm. like you're getting thrown in you're getting thrown to the wolves pretty much yeah you know there's like and then, then you got people like myself or barbers like myself with the purpose of this shop was to take so like two of the barbers Hannah and Jairo they're, they're fresh out yeah. and they're fresh out of school but most barbershops most barbershop and barbershop owners would want barbers with experience like they want it, they want that they want however they uh, collecting booth rent or commission they want that money yeah. so then you're just a body sure. in the shop yeah. and I didn't want that yeah Cause I know how it felt when I cut, when I finished school and it was like um, I almost stopped. Mm. I'm like, no, I'm not gonna quit. And yeah. I see that in them. I'm like, nah, it's not happening. Yeah. Come be a part of this team, and then you're gonna learn. You're yeah. gonna grow right away, yeah. instantaneously. 
That's great. Well, and it sounds like, so like when you have a barber who knows how to cut all different types of hair, it's because they've taken the time to learn that in their job or somebody's right. helped to... They've been in the industry for a while. They've, they've probably worked at a shop or two or numerous shops or they probably had their own. But the thing about that is they already have habits, mm-hmm. you know? You take somebody who doesn't have any habits and sure. you, show them, you show them things that actually work and they're yeah. and you know they're, they're making money putting money in their pocket and they go home feeling good yeah. and develop good habits you know barbers like myself you could take me somewhere but I, I like myself I can go anywhere and be good because I know what I know I know the result of good habits mm. you know sure I know the result of that so I'll never yeah. I'll never regress mm. to something so I, I you know instill that in them like listen people are gonna come in learn their names yeah Make them feel comfortable, yeah. come have conversation, converse in the chair, yeah. all that stuff. Find a common interest. Yeah. You know? There's a lot of hats that you wear here then. A lot. <laughs> Teaching. A lot. That's the best part about it. Yeah, yeah. The, I'm learning as well. I'm, I'm actually learning as well to learning how to operate and run a business and, and help. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That's, that's huge. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, there's no HR. Yeah. I'm HR. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I guess, yeah, I'm the guy. Yeah. You know, we have each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah. wow. from the way you talk about it, and like you've, you've been smiling like this whole time, so it yeah. sounds like you really enjoy it. I don't wake up every morning just to come here because I have to. Yeah. I love it. I could be like, hey, you know what? You guys can run it. Yeah. You know, I could just watch the cameras all day. No, yeah. I want to sit here and just. You know. That's great. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. We got to get you back in here. Yeah. No. I, yeah. I agree. <laughs> got to get you back in here. Get some semolina. We can sit down and yeah. have lunch or something. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say there's a Medford's planning like um, gay pride events this year. There's right. gonna be like a um, hopefully like a parade and stuff. You guys could be involved. Like, We've had some haircuts. Where too. where right? Is it gonna come through this square? Is it gonna be like this? This this numerous squares in Medford. Like, yeah, they're home? still planning it. I think starting at the high school is the last plan that I heard, and kind of going through through like. Um, Winthrop Street. I'm not really right. sure. Like tour into Medford Square. Yeah. Everyone's welcome in the shop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is what I wanted: diversity, whether it was race, gender, nationality, yeah, and however else you want to describe. Everyone's welcome in yeah. the shop. You know, it's great. Like, yeah. Well, Donald, it was great talking to you. It was phenomenal yeah. talking to you. Yeah. Hopefully, we can do this again sometime. <laughs> no, we're gonna do it for real. We might have a live show out there or something you know yeah we gotta get some pictures in what are we doing thanks so much to donald and the other folks at frontline of fresh more info can be found about the shop in today's show notes thanks so much for listening to today's episode and as always if you have feedback about this episode or ideas for future episodes you can email medfordpod at gmail.com you can also subscribe rate and review the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much for listening. Guys, what's the name of the podcast? Never Bites! Never Bites! <laughs> Good job.